When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Rolling along on a Tuesday afternoon. Canny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and on your smart speaker by saying, play ESPN Radio. Don't care how you found us, just happy that you did. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein, sitting in for the guys, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Five days from the big one out in Glendale, Arizona. Wall-to-wall coverage on ESPN Radio and over on ESPN leading into Super Bowl 57. Did you have any takeaway from media night? I know that we got a little bit of news about Jeffrey Lurie and what he said with Jalen Hurts' contract. Patrick Mahomes talking about what Super Bowl, the Super Bowl loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to motivate him going into his third Super Bowl. But was there enough shenanigans, Mike, no. for your likings? No, there weren't. I, I, I'm in the same boat. I, I, I was... Like, I was disappointed. It, Where was Guillermo from the Kimmel show? He's usually the one always making headlines. He is. Things. And where's the where's the reporter giving wedding proposals out? Because that usually <laughs> happens every year. Where's the random reporter asking everything? Where's kid reporter? Like, there just wasn't that. However, I will say this. As someone who has covered one of these media days before and been there, you loathe those people because they make your job so much harder as uh, as an actual reporter. But from somebody sitting off on the side, and we did this yesterday, we were asking people, what's the one question you would want to ask players? And we had some fun with that, as our associate producer, Eric Hanneman, knows very well yesterday. But, yeah, it was disappointing. I was pretty bummed with the whole, on the whole. I, I was hoping for more chaos but I'm just an agent of chaos, Courtney. That's just all I want. That's okay. I mean, it was cool to see Donna Kelsey. She was center stage at media night with, you know, wearing the jersey. That's kind of the mashup. Looked like uh, Pat, uh, Travis's jersey was on the front, and then on the back it was Jason Kelsey's jersey. Don't know who sewed that. Just happy that that thing exists. Uh, a collector's item I hope that somebody is willing to bid for and sell on eBay at some point. But, no, I mean, like, it doesn't truly feel like – Super Bowl week until we download all of the shenanigans that come from Super Bowl 57 Media Day. There will be plenty more, I'm sure, that will surface from that. Right now, we're going to welcome in Terrell Buckley, 14-year NFL cornerback. He played in the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots, won a ring, and he's also the head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians. Terrell, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll get to Super Bowl 57 in a minute. But I know that you've been busy the last couple months preparing for the XFL season, the relaunch of of the XFL, which began again in 2020, the eight teams that are playing this season were all part of that 2020 slate. What have the last couple months been like for you preparing with the Guardians, who are now the Orlando team in the XFL? Well, thank you for the introduction. And, uh, yes, we have been very, very busy. You know, we've had to, uh, from scratch, build a team, draft uh, 78 players, uh, put install your system, and then now we're in the process of finishing training camp, 
uh, go to our location hub in Arlington. Let me not forget that. And we are a week away from opening week, and we have to trim the roster down to 51. So it's been very busy. Terrell, I'm curious. This is your first stint really as a head coach. When you look back at all your years as a player, is there something you sit back now that you're in the big chair and you're like, man, I must have done that and that probably annoyed the heck out of my head coaches? I can honestly say I did not do that. I was a, what you call, I followed the rules. I am a rules guy. One of the first things that I used to do as a player and then as a coach, you know, I've been a coach for the last 16 years, I should say, assistant coach, is I get the manual. What are the rules? I, I realized, I learned early on, if you follow the rules, there's yes, there is less yelling and screaming at you. Uh, and I took that and ran with it. The XFL season kicks off Saturday, February 18th on ESPN, ABC, and FX. We won't have to go long without football. The week before the XFL season, though, is Super Bowl 57, Chiefs and Eagles out in Arizona. And you played in the league for a long time as a cornerback. So as a defender, what are the challenges that come with facing Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, knowing their skill sets are different to to certain degrees? Jalen Hurts and his incredible rushing ability, Patrick Mahomes, when he gets outside of the pocket, making magic of his own. And do either of them remind you of anyone that you faced during your career? Yes, I I faced, you know, you had uh, Randall Cunningham, uh, Steve Young as runners uh, that that creates a problem for you. And then you have, you know, John Elway I played against with Mahone that, that could keep a player alive. The biggest thing with facing both uh, of those guys is, scramble. You have to latch on to your receiver. When they start scrambling and moving around or running, you're not sure if he's going to cross the line and run it, which creates a problem, or they're going to start the run, pull up, the receiver gets open because your eyes are bad and he hits your man. And you don't, as a defensive back, you don't want to be that person that takes your eyes off the receiver and let him catch an easy, easy, get an easy catch. We're talking a 14-year NFL veteran cornerback, Terrell Buckley. He's the head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians. And Terrell, when you're looking at this game, is there one particular matchup? Maybe it's the Chiefs receivers versus Philly secondary, something like that, that you're like, that is what I think is going to make the difference on Sunday. I, I think the matchup I'm looking at is the – Chiefs defense of seven, the front seven against uh, the running game, the quarterback run. Like, are they going to play single high or are they going to play split safety? If you play single high against a running quarterback, if if you're not too gapping or it puts a lot of pressure on that front to beat a man and make the tackle, it's going to be pretty tough for them, I think. I'm looking to see who's going to make that adjustment. 
Maybe it's Chris Jones. Maybe him having another big game against the Philadelphia Eagles this time around. I know you have Mississippi State ties. No overlap yeah. there, but I think that he uh, he made his presence known to everyone, whether they knew him or not, in that AFC championship game with two sacks on Joe Burrow. What stands out to you about both of these defenses? Because we know the sack numbers with the Philadelphia Eagles, 70 this year, but the Chiefs have been no slouch on their own. And I think back to how well that second secondary played in the AFC championship game. Well, that was the key, uh, how well the secondary played for the Chiefs. And Chris Jones always had a great a great game. I think Chris will be neutralized in this game because of the running ability. They would probably run away from him. But overall, the quarterback, can the Chiefs stop the RPO? Can they stop the run? And are they going to get out of single high defense. That is what I'm going to be watching the matchup. If they do not get out of that single high, uh, I don't know. It, it, it probably won't be good for them. <laughs> Terrell, like we were talking about, you're head coach now. You're the head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians. Sean Payton just got hired by the Broncos, and one of the things that Sean talked about was keeping Russell Wilson's personal coaches away. In your career, you played with a bunch of teams. You were with the Dolphins. You were with the Broncos, the Patriots, the Jets, the Giants. Did you ever see a player who had that type of, uh, I guess, extra around, whether it was player, you know, coaches or you know, trainers or what have you? Did you ever see that? And if you did, how did that affect the locker room? We never saw, uh, like, a personal coach, but you, I saw a lot of guys had uh, yoga teachers, uh, uh, stretch coaches that would come doing lunch, uh, stretch guys, give them a little massage, tighten them up, uh, or actually night before the game. And one thing about the NFL when you're a professional, nobody really cares. I, I don't know why people make a big deal about that Cause, because at the end of the day, you have to do your job. You know, it's like a, it's a double talk of, well, do your job. Don't worry about anybody else. But then when somebody else like Russell does have his coach around, it's like there's a problem when you don't succeed. Now, if Denver would have won last year, we would not be talking about this. No different when Tom had this guy flying on the plane. Now, I've never seen that, but they won. So when you win, there's no issue. And I don't personally think any player – Everybody knows their role. You know your worth. And if your quarterback don't play well, you're probably not going to win. So you really want your quarterback to play well. We're talking with Terrell Buckley, 14-year NFL cornerback, also the head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians, the XFL season beginning Saturday, February 18th. You can watch those games, ESPN, ABC, and FX. Last week at this time, it was Tom Brady's retirement news that shook the NFL. We were expecting it. It felt inevitable. But you were there, part of that early Patriots dynasty, that first championship that Tom Brady had led the Patriots to. What stood out to you about a young Brady back at that stage of his career? And Did you ever think that he would become what he became? No, uh, you never could envision that. Uh, but I knew he would have a, a bright future for a couple of reasons. Uh, his release, he made quick decisions with the ball, and he always 
uh, was trying to improve, not only getting bigger and stronger as as a player lifting weights. We used to be in there lifting weights a lot together. And then the knowledge, he always was seeking knowledge, seeking understanding on where to throw the ball, why the defenses do this. You know, we used to sit back on the bus together and talk about all these things. And when somebody is seeking that type of knowledge and wisdom at a young age, you know they're going to amount to something. Now, at, to this level, I mean, obviously nobody can see that, but uh, I'm, I'm – he earned every bit of what he received. All right, we'll get you out of here on this. Do you have a prediction for Chiefs, Eagles, and Super Bowl 57? Uh, I would say it's going to be a pretty good game. And the front seven of both teams will control it. And I think it falls to the defensive side, the Chiefs. If they play single high, I think the Eagles are going to win pretty handily. If they change up their coverage, it should be a tight game. All right. Chiefs relied on a ton of rookies this season in that secondary, whether it's Trent McDuffie, Brian Cook, Josh Williams, Jalen Watson, hoping they can find some of that same magic they had in the AFC Championship game and carry that one over against the Eagles in Super Bowl 57. He is Terrell Buckley, 14-year NFL cornerback and head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians, joining Courtney Cronin and Michael Rothstein here on Canty and Carlin. Coach, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome, and uh, best of luck. Have a great day. Same to you, and best of luck on the XFL season, which kicks off Saturday, February 18th, ESPN, ABC, and FX. Kenny and Carlin is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. I just just want to be great. 15, 10, 5, goodbye, touchdown, Jalen Hurts. Everybody has an opinion about something, but everybody in their opinions don't deposit at the bank. He never satisfied with with, with what he accomplished in the moment. He always always wants more. How do you want to be remembered? His uh, composure on the field, his ability to remain calm, quiet, and confident all at the same time is a really special trait that not too many guys have. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein with you on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, as always presented by Progressive Insurance. Jalen Hurts led the Philadelphia Eagles to the Super Bowl. He did it by winning 14 games as a starter this season, making a massive jump from year two to year three. We heard from Jeffrey Lurie, owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, during Super Bowl media night about the fact that Hurts is their guy. And that's probably going to be what the next few weeks hold as far as this team goes in trying to work out contract negotiations. But we also heard this from Nick Sirianni a couple weeks ago comparing Jalen Hurts to one of the greatest ever. I know this is high praise, but to have him out there is like having, uh, I shouldn't even go there, but like his having like Michael Jordan out there, like he's your leader. He's your leader. He's your guy. He's your, like, like that's, hopefully that's the biggest respect I can pay to him uh, comparing to his ability to being on the field uh, to a a Michael Jordan type. Like this guy leads, he brings this calmness to the, to the entire team. He plays great football. Um, He's tough as, 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 as they come. Yeah. I mean, To me, there ain't nobody that's played any better football than him this year. So he said this. This was weeks ago, and Michael Jordan, Mike, as you know, won six rings, all with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, 
I know that he said, like, I don't really want to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways, and then goes in on he, the comparison. He should have stuck with his first instinct. He should just have not gone there. No you know, need. It, no it was, need. It no was need. a stretch. It was a stretch. I get it from what he's saying from a leadership standpoint. But, of course, I wouldn't say it's caused controversy, but it certainly oh. turned a couple heads when you compare a third-year quarterback who has not won anything. Uh, you know, considering the circumstances, he got his team to the Super Bowl, comparing him to the GOAT of our generation in Michael Jordan. So, of course, he was asked about it last night at Super Bowl media night. Here's Nick Sirianni again on why he compares Hurts to Michael Jordan. When I became a coach and really studying great teams and great players and great coaches, you know, I'm really inspired by somebody like Michael Jordan and his will to win. And that's what I'm really saying um, when I compare. uh, It's the will to win of Jalen Hurts. It's the will to win of Michael Jordan. You know, that's that's what I'm comparing that to. Okay, I don't hate that answer. It's dumb. Mm. It's it's walking it back a little bit, but a then little? again, in the first answer, he didn't say, you know, he wins everything. He was talking about like the leadership and the galvanizing that he's able to do with the entire Philadelphia Eagles roster, offense, defense, special teams. I I don't uh, hate that second answer. I know that the, there are people who are going to be like, don't ever put the name Michael Jordan in a sentence with anybody that's not LeBron James or of that ilk. You could say Tom Brady. But I don't hate Nick Sirianni's answer based on how he couched it, at least last night. Yeah, that, that felt like a fake couch, though. <laughs> that that like, felt like one of those pleather couches that you're sitting there. I'm like, why am I sitting on this? Like, he was beep, 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 beep. He was backing that, that truck, that statement, all the way back up. Because the first one was like, do you remember, Courtney, you might be a little young for this. I don't remember. I don't know. But I know our producer, Stosh, will know what I'm talking about. Remember that, like, Stretch Armstrong doll that you would have as a kid? Like, you can take it and stretch the arms, like, three, four feet out, and it would just become this mass of of whatever? Like, that was the level of stretch that Nick Sirianni was making the first time around when he was comparing him to Michael Jordan. You're comparing him. I don't care. Fine, you want to compare him as a leader? He's done it for a year. Like, slow down, Nick Sirianni. That's not realistic. The guy has won zero championships. He has led for a year. Going into this season, there were questions of whether he would even be your quarterback long term. So let's not go from that to Michael Jordan in the span of 12 months. I'm sorry, just no. There are other people you can make comparisons about. Let's stay away from the Michael Jordan comparisons for a little while. Coaches always love to say, oh, you're, you're putting him in Canton already? I mean, that's essentially <laughs> what Nick Sirianni did here. Yeah, most times coaches stay away from the hi- hyperbolic statements before a quarterback has, or any player, has earned you know, that they're worth their salt. And not saying that Jalen Hurts is not, but he's not in that same cl- class or category or relatively close to anything that someone like a Michael Jordan accomplished. I, I get that sometimes you get in the moment, as Nick Sirianni he did a couple of weeks ago comparing Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan. I don't mind the explanation there. I and, and to me, frankly, this isn't something that's gonna like set him up for failure. He's gonna go out there and think that he's something he's not. The turnaround in year two to from year three from year two has been remarkable. Yeah. And the systematic approach that these team that this team and this offensive staff, Nick Sirianni, Shane Steakin, all the way down to the QC guys have taken 
with Jalen Hurts, I think is the reason that he's able to lead in this capacity because he's also able to show he can back it up by the wins on the field. But as we know, no win means more than the one that could potentially come for the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday in Super Bowl 57. LeBron James is closing in on the scoring record, but will it matter to the Lakers in the grand scheme of the season? That's that's next after Mike tells you this from Wendy's. When you want the best deal on the best meal, choose Wendy's two for six bucks. Now you can pick two from some of Wendy's best menu items, including the Dave's Single, made only with always fresh, never frozen beef, the spicy chicken sandwich, the 10-piece crispy nugs, or a medium strawberry lemonade. Pair any two for just six bucks. That's a Dave's Single and spicy chicken sandwich. Six bucks. Spicy chicken sandwich with medium strawberry lemonade. Six bucks. Strawberry lemonade with a 10-piece nugs. That's right. Six bucks. Even a Dave single with another Dave single. Try it. Tired of hearing me say it? Well, you're going to hear it again. That's right. Only six bucks. Wendy's two for six bucks is one deal that lets you pick the meal you want at a price you want. Swing by Wendy's today to get the best deal in fast food. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Two for six bucks for a limited time. Price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. A la carte only. Single item at regular price. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. The divorce papers have been filed. Woj reporting the Brooklyn Nets are trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. They still hope they can win, but the reality is you can't replace Kyrie Irving. For all the drama he causes, he is an incredible player. I think that the Mavs have put themselves in a position to be potentially the front runner in the Western Conference. When you get into business with Kyrie, you also have to accept that at some point things are going to break down. 
Kyrie Irving is officially a member of the Dallas Mavericks. He is set to make his debut with Dallas on Wednesday against the Los Angeles Clippers, 10 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. That's according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein sitting in for the guys on this Tuesday afternoon. And we heard from Kyrie Irving today for the first time as a Dallas Maverick moments ago talking about what happened and wanting to move on. ESPN NBA reporter Om Young Mashuk said that Kyrie says he's happy to be in a place where he feels wanted. He says that he felt tolerated and disrespected at times in Brooklyn. Also from ESPN NBA reporter Tim McMahon. He said that Jason Kidd said that they that Kyrie understands that this is Luka Doncic's team. The organization understands that this is Luka Doncic's team. Now they have an improved roster where someone else can handle the ball. And, of course, two very ball-dominant players. I, I know that scoring won't be an issue here if they can figure out a load share between Luka and Kyrie. It's defensively that is a, a mystery at this point of how that's going to work out, Mike. But... It's it's wild to think 48 hours ago where we stood. The trade deadline is two days away. Who knows what other moves across the NBA could be made, but Kyrie Irving is now wearing blue and white. Yeah, here's the thing, and, and I'm, I've been stewing here silently as you've been talking, Courtney. Kyrie Irving feels like he's been disrespected? Really? Really, Kyrie Irving? You're really going down that road again? Like, do you realize why Maybe you felt disrespected. Maybe why you were not respected. Like, do you really not understand this still? God, that just bothers me. No, apparently he doesn't. And, of course, for him, it's never going to be – I guarantee if they were to go further in depth on, like, well, what was the reason behind the disrespect? It's going to come back to the four-year, $200 million maximum contract that he was not offered and the the Nets effectively telling him, play on a one-year deal and then we'll figure it out. See, I was going somewhere else with that, Courtney. Well, he seems to always find his way out of these things, which is just the wild, wildest part that shows you in certain circumstances, for certain people, the rules are different. And that if you are talented enough, you can force your way into getting whatever you want. Now he's a Dallas Mavericks problem. If he ends up being a problem for them, we know that we heard from Jason Kidd. He said that this is all about basketball. I'm sure that Steve Nash somewhere is laughing hysterically at the comments uh, that Kyrie Irving is is solely about what's going on on the court. But we'll see how this thing works, and we're going to get to see as early as Wednesday how it's going to work. Assuming the timeline continues as planned, he is expected to make his Mavs debut against the Los Angeles Clippers. Meanwhile, in the aftermath of the Kyrie Irving trade, according to Woj, the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant are having, quote, ongoing conversations on the direction of the franchise. But the Nets have told teams so far inquiring about, hey, Okay, do you want to move now, too, that they don't plan to trade him before Thursday's deadline? We'll see if that one holds up or if Kevin Durant ends up staying and trying to, once he comes back from this knee injury, play at that MVP level he was playing at before with Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a very differently constructed team than it was before he got injured. injured. Lost in translation, lost in all of this, is somebody who's going for the NBA's scoring title this week, Kyrie Irving's former teammate, LeBron James. And, Mike, we had heard about the Lakers getting into the mix. They were one of a handful of teams that inquired about Kyrie Irving, and they struck out on that deal. LeBron James tweets 
Maybe it's me. I don't know if that's an AOL aim message, uh, away message. Like, it just seemed very woe is me in those moments. And I think that at the end, he will end up realizing he dodged a bullet. But he had this to say during his sit-down interview with PTI's Michael Wilbon about Kyrie Irving joining the Mavs over the Lakers. Definitely disappointing. I can't sit here and say I'm not disappointed on not being able to land such a talent, but someone that I had great chemistry with and know I got great chemistry with on the floor that can help you win, um, you know, championships in my, in my mind, in my eyes. Um, but my focus is shifted now. Um, my focus is shifted back to where it should be. And that's this, that's this club now and what we have in the locker room. I would have liked to have seen the big three of LeBron, Kyrie and AD just as much as anybody else, Mike, but I don't. I can't sit here and say that with complete certainty that that would have worked. You would have seen it for two games. Like Courtney, come on. AD's always hurt. Kyrie played in half of the games that he was eligible to play in with the Nets. It, it wouldn't happen. It just would not happen. So let's not even pretend. Uh, to me, the most interesting thing about all this, and listen, we're going to talk about LeBron James, but something you hit on before with the Nets. They might blow all of this up. Like Jacques Vaughn after the season might be gone. Bobby Marks might be gone after the, Marks after the season. Their GM, Sean Marks, sorry, might be gone. It's very possible that we could see the Nets. This is the start of them realizing, you know what? This did not work. Got to start from scratch. That no, is entirely possible entirely. this is what, that we're, what we're seeing here. And I think that that's getting lost in all the conversation about Kyrie and now the, the fact that they're evaluating what they want to do with KD is that they might be looking at this Joe Sy and saying, you know what, I tried this super team thing. It was an unmitigated disaster on every level, twice, once with James Harden, once with Ben Simmons and Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant. Maybe I just got to start all over and try with draft picks, try with different free agents, try a different way. Because that's just to me, as I'm looking at this, and I've talked to a couple people around the NBA in the last couple couple days, that's maybe, maybe where this is really headed instead of just them moving Kyrie because Kyrie's a problem. And maybe it's headed towards them blowing up the front office because those individuals who pulled the strings to make these trades and all these acquisitions happen should not get off scot-free. I don't know how a rebuild's going to work when most of your first-round picks are down in Houston because of that James Harden trade. They did get back a 2027 and a 2029 first for Kyrie Irving. Is it enough to... I mean, those are tradable assets, so maybe they end up doing something ahead of the deadline. But in the big picture, it's probably not enough to construct a team that can take you where you are at the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference currently and then move beyond that towards an Eastern Conference championship and then into the NBA Finals. A reminder, though, we're talking about LeBron, his comments on Kyrie. He's going for history tonight on ESPN Radio, pregame of Thunder and Lakers starting at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. LeBron, 36 points away from passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the NBA's all-time scoring list. We'll get back into this a little bit later on here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, but coming up next, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson, apparently pretty far apart on a new deal. Is there any chance he's playing somewhere else in 2023? We discuss next here on Candy and Carlin. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein, sit in for the guys. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. 
and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured, it was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein, sitting in for the guys, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. So we're a couple weeks away from the quarterback carousel spinning in earnest. you got to get through the Super Bowl first, even though neither of those two teams are going to be moving on from Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts. But... When it comes to quarterbacks who could be on the move this offseason, Mike, we can't forget to put Lamar Jackson in the mix. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL reporter, tweeted that there have been no new proposals exchanged between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens since both sides broke off contract talks, and that happened before the 2022 season. According to Fowler, the biggest issue is that between the two sides is their divide over the fully guaranteed money. Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal, according to Fowler, which you know would be akin to what Deshaun Watson received from the Cleveland Browns. Last year, the Ravens offered $133 million, which would be the second biggest fully guaranteed deal ever, aside from Watson, because we know that, that was $230 fully million, million fully guaranteed dollars. So at this point, they're at a standstill. And it's not abnormal for contract talks to not really pick up until after the Super Bowl, really gearing up towards the combine. But if the guaranteed money is what they're hung up on and they offered $133 million and he said, no, thank you. I'm looking for all of that money to be fully guaranteed and maybe even twice that. I don't know what they're going to be able to do if they're looking at him saying, you haven't played a fully healthy season in a very long time. We just can't give you the sort of guarantee that Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they can't. Here's the thing. Lamar Jackson's a great player. There's no question about that. Everyone would be in agreement that Lamar Jackson's a great player. Lamar Jackson is, everyone, by all accounts, pretty good person off the field, great in the community, exactly what you want. The opposite, in a lot of ways, of Deshaun Watson over the last three or so, two to three years. So I get it. But the fact remains this. Lamar Jackson has not been able to get through a season healthy. And you cannot count on him in that way. It's long said and it's cliche, but the best ability sometimes is availability, and especially at the quarterback position. And you cannot, whether you are the Ravens or whether you are a team trading for Lamar Jackson, because that's going to cost you assets, and then it's going to put you in a position that you're going to severely hamper your salary cap to go and get him right now. And that's really unfortunate because Lamar Jackson's a heck of a player. 
He's one of the best out there to do it. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm looking at what Eric DaCosta, their GM, what John Harbaugh, the head coach, said when they talked about him a couple weeks ago. I'm taking that at face value. They're going to let him real, and he'll know because if they let him really be part of that offensive coordinator conversation, yeah, guess what? Lamar Jackson, just make, get it done with Baltimore. They're showing their interest in you, and they're figuring out a way to build around you. You may want to go somewhere else, but it doesn't always work better elsewhere. No. But like, yeah, yeah, Courtney, just, uh, to me, I don't know why there's all this conversation right now that he's going to get moved. I just don't see it happening because it seems like the Ravens are committed to him, and I just don't know how many teams are going to be willing to really part with that level of capital and then also understand that you can't make up for it because you have to give him a massive contract, one of the biggest in history. It just doesn't add up from a dollars and cents standpoint, as good as he is, to do that unless you have all your other pieces set under rookie contracts and not many teams have that. According to Jeremy Fowler, the two sides, Ravens and Lamar Jackson, could possibly be $100 million apart, which that's no small gap. But when it comes to a commitment, regardless of what the front office thinks, John Harbaugh, head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, really hopes Lamar Jackson is back next season. I don't know anything about the details of the whole thing, but I know one thing. I'm like all the fans out there and everybody else. You know, I'll have my fingers crossed and my toes crossed and I'll be saying prayers. And I'm, I have every faith that it's going to get done. And, and, uh, and we've got the best people in the world doing it. I mean, Eric DaCosta is nobody better. And, and, and Eric wants him here. I want him here. Steve wants him here. And Lamar wants to be here. So uh, it's going to work out. Okay, so there's the confidence from the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, and he does have a say. I know he's trying to be like, look, my hands are completely off the negotiating table. I'm not involved in those conversations, but of course he is. He's the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. He's going to be very much involved in that. He might not be calling Lamar Jackson and Lamar's mother, who represents him. You'll remember Lamar doesn't have an NFLPA certified agent representing him through these talks. He's doing it on his own, but it's... It feels inevitable something will get done. The default here, though, is that 45-ish million dollar franchise tag. Again, all fully guaranteed. If he's looking for something that is totally guaranteed, you can play the one year on the franchise tag the way that Kirk Cousins did twice in Washington. Bet on yourself and then go get a fully guaranteed deal somewhere else. And frankly, that may be what he has to do if he and the Ravens cannot work out a long-term agreement beyond this offseason. It feels unlikely it would get to that point. I'm with you, Mike. Feels unlikely that they'll trade, tag and trade him, well, too. Stranger things have happened in the NFL, but that's one that you cannot leave away from a possibility considering how these things work with guaranteed contracts and contract talks heating up in the month of February. Straight ahead, we'll get back to the Super Bowl. A longtime defensive end joins us for his take on Hertz and Mahomes. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.